All right, everyone, welcome back to Down for the Count podcast, your home for the bitchiest commentary on the world of professional wrestling. My name's Alexis, and with me, as always, is Tiff and Nicole. Um, you guys missed it before we started recording. We were cursing out Amazon that may or may not ever be in the last episodes. Probably not, because Jeff Bezos hears everything. Um, before we get started, we do want to make an announcement. <laughs> Um, after Survivor Series, we will be taking a month-long break. Um, by then, it'll be time for Thanksgiving to be full swing, Christmas, all the holidays, and we're just we want to just take time off and focus on being with our family and our loved ones. Um, there will be a Survivor Series recap show, um, but after that, that will we will be gone until sometime in January. Um, keep an eye on all our social medias. You can- hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. You can find it. If you type in Down for the Count on Twitter and Instagram, we will show up. On the Twitter account, we will be live tweeting throughout wrestling shows. So, Raw. Uh, AEW, NWA Power, SmackDown, Impact, any wrestling show we are able to catch, we will be live tweeting from there. Um, hell, you might even see some of us speaking French. You never know. But as of the series, mark your calendars, we will be gone for the holidays, uh, and we will be back fresh space in whatever on January to be announced. So. Wanted to get that out of your way. Uh, we've, wrestling's been crazy, so let's get into it. Um, kind of threw me off because there was two AEW darks last week. So there was none this week, which kind of threw me for a loop. Um, but AEW... Shit AEW, was weird. It was. But AEW Dynamite was actually really good. You can see them finally coming into the show, like, if they could just get commentary worked out, but you're starting to see production get in there and all and everything's starting to flow um, a little bit better. Um, Mox came out, issued a challenge, had a squash match against uh, Michael Nakazawa. I'm just happy that Mike Nakazawa was on my TV, to be honest with you. Um, also, with this episode of Dynamite, of course, it was the fallout from their first major pay per view. Full gear. Um, I read where Mox changed the finishing move. It's called the Paradigm Shift. Which, yeah. Oh that's weird. That's, I feel like that's a little much. That's a little just, bit of a mouthful. That's, just, that's what he called it. He's been calling it that for a while, actually. Oh, good for him. You can't use it. Call, call it the Dirty D. I never called it Dirty Deeds. It was, it's literally a DDT. I'm not calling it a fucking Dirty Deeds. I never did. I thought it was so stupid. 
I'm like, this is literally just a DDT. No offense to him, but let's call a thing a thing. There's never anything like really crazy about it. Is a fucking DDT. No. Why you can't let him have him? <laughs> he alright. Alright, so at the end of the match, he threw out a challenge for some, for anyone in the back to step up. Dark um, Order versus Jurassic Express. Luchasaurus returned, which makes all three of us very, very happy because, yeah, Luchasaurus at any time. In case you guys didn't know what Luchasaurus looked like in real life. Jesus, like damn. Um, match was match was pretty good. Um, there was a very noticeable botch from Marco stunt. Um, but botches do happen. Um, they recovered from it as quickly and as best they could. So props to them instead of just standing there like a deer in the headlights. Uh, Three way match between Peter Avalon. My emo son, Darby Allen, and Nicole's favorite wrestler, Sean Spears. Oh, please. Oh, um, it was actually mostly Darby versus uh, Sean for a while, and then Jan- a wild Joey Janela came out and took out Spears. <laughs> so they're building um, a Janela Spears rival, which is pretty good because if you guys watched AEW Dark, there was an episode. Uh, right before Full Gear, where Sean Spears was attacking Joey Janela, and I think was like pulling one of his, trying to pull one of his teeth out or something. It, oh it was, Yeah, he was like yanking on his tongue. It was very odd. It was. It grossed me out. Um, and at the Darby won. Um, and at the end, he accepted John Moxley's challenge. So next week on, or the twentieth of this month. There will be Darby Allen versus John Moxley. Um, please don't die, Darby. That's all we ask. Um, and then in the process, we had not only another Nyla Rose squash match, we had another weird ass Brainy promo, and it came out of nowhere because one of the the interviewers were just having this thing with Allie, and then in the uh, in the back of Allie, you see like Brandy's. I don't know if this was intentionally or done on accident but you can yeah. see her uh her uh graphics start flickering on the screen and i'm like uh okay. does anyone else see that did, did you guys hit the yeah really <laughs> i thought it was fake i thought it was a mistake at first but then it kept rolling but nobody was really paying attention to it which i thought was weird i was like nobody else sees the fact that this She's getting ready to come out. Like I, they should have just turned the lights off, then had the graphics start. But it still did its job. <clears throat> yeah. Um, they come out. Allie tries to stand her own against Kong. Of course, Kong beats the shit out of her. Seals more of her hair. I'm still going with the whole she's trying to make everyone into a zombie kind of thing. Um, and she's still wearing the same outfit from Full Gear with those baby. You know, would be really. I, I like it slightly, and I mean, like, slightly more. I mean, at least 2% more than I did the other yeah. day. But at the same time, something isn't working. I, I want them to literally 
who who do I follow that's on AEW? Stella K, if you're listening, probably not, but regardless, if you're listening to this, when you do Brandy's hair, just make it like a bit wild. Just like wow, just like I put Might some like really crazy. Yeah, like put like some super tight curls in it. Like throw at least four bundles in her head. Like don't like, black make it and red, not just the red. Oh, that's tacky as hell. And then the I, red I is better than a purple. I couldn't so even hear that. To be honest with you, like what'd you say? But like with her hair, I couldn't even see the red. It was so dark. So I just thought her hair was black. Mm-mm. She's got that that deep um. It's not a super blood red, but it's kind of like a purplish tinge red in her hair. And that is all track hair that's red. So from where her real hair stops, you can visibly see where her real hair stops. And then that's the rest of it is that track hair. It just would look better if she had a few more tracks that are closer to her hair color. It would be a fuller look and it just would be a little bit more cohesive but then she still came out there with them old ass librarian shoes on and somebody on her page like I said last week they was they sent it again it was like Brandy you, you I see you didn't read my comment <laughs> <laughs> it's like please please girl get you some stiletto boots or something <laughs> just I started cracking <laughs> up like I could not I was like, I couldn't have said it better. Like, it, the look would just look better if you made it. I, the only way I can explain it is you need to be vicious. And you just look Ooh. like a school mom trying you know what to. what would have been real good? Not only thigh-high boots, but black snake skin. Yes. Yes. Oh, I would have we, I'd have been like, we, literally punch me with those shoes. We she had some shoes like that. We've seen Brandy wear thigh-high boots that have thinner heels on them than what she's currently wearing. So like, we can't... I thought Brandy was, I thought she was a little more inventive because of the way she was dressing for their pay-per-views before they had their show. So you would think going back and looking at those and then looking at this, you're like... This is a, a, you gotta just look like you don't water yourself down. And I don't understand that. Brandy has a very sweet, homely face. And she's trying to be a heel type of character. And it's not coming across right. It, it just makes people look like she's pretending, like she's playing dress up. It's more cringeworthy yeah. than anything. I I honestly think she should be a face, honestly, in my opinion. Well, see, she she could be a face, but people would have a problem getting behind her, too, just because... But it's weird, because it's like she's a heel and Cody's a face. Yes, it doesn't work. So somebody got to do something. But I was fine with them separating them. That part about it, I was like, that was smart because 
Cody needs to be able to help establish the locker room and he can't do that if his wife is always, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, I get they're a team. I'm, I'm fine with that. But it just made more sense. If Brandy's over the women's division, she needs to be building that and he needs to be focusing on his locker room. But I, th- I think they should offset each other. But th- I guess they figure since you're doing something different, you're in the you're in the women's division, you're trying to do that, you can be whatever you want. I don't think it fits Brandy though. It doesn't work for her. I truly hate it. But I do you. So cringy. It just looks so, so, so cringy. Um so we're gonna and then they have probably the greatest promo of the night with uh, Jericho and MJF. And if you guys have not seen this, go to the AEW YouTube page and they have it. And it is the fucking funniest. I was rolling because Jericho may be shit, but he can, he can still do a really good promo and keep you entertained and laughing your ass yeah. off. True. So, and, and MJF. Up, it's just like it's that funny part where it was like in uh, Jericho's like you know you look a little bit like me it's like 20 years ago uh your parents were busy watching a, a me versus Hooven two Guerrero match and got busy and MJF's like or it was me and Hoovy and your parents got busy too and MJF's like who's what's a Hoovy and I'm like you ignorant son of a bitch how do you but not he's know? like 23 though mm-hmm. but still no you're I shit I think we also forget that too. Yeah. Cat, what are you doing? Stop it. So, um, stop. It comes out like they, I mean, they're just going crazy. And like at one point, MJF calls Jericho crisscross applesauce, which will now be. Yeah, the next shit was funny. I, (laughs) well, just keep that in mind. Like it was stupid funny when we talk about SmackDown. Just, just keep keep that in your head. Oh, God. No, no. No, okay. Jacob when we Freeman. get back down, I'll, I'll explain. But Alexis was not having it. Called Jericho crisscross applesauce. I busted out laughing. Like I thought it was the funniest dumb thing I have ever seen. Um, promo's good. Go watch it. Um, Cody comes out. He's all busted up, and he botched trying to do a power slam to Jericho. But he did. But the announcers covered it up real good, and I will get. I think it was Jr. It's one of them it said something. Jr. He's 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 hanging on by a fucking thread. Just you like, ain't lying. Um, just like fucking, just like Nikki and Paige's neck, just right there, right on that Ooh, thread, shout, hanging on for shout. dear life. All right, hang on. Cole is the first one to throw shade. I'm keeping track in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she went Actually, no offense to Nikki, because I like her a lot more than I like Paige, honestly. If I had to choose, I'd go with Nikki. At least yeah. Nikki, Nikki doesn't have a racist boyfriend that she put stands up for. Uh, but anyway, JR covers, JR covers it really good, because he does have that moment of, you know, firing on all synapses sometimes where he said that because of Cody's injury, his equilibrium is thrown off. And I'm like, damn, dude, okay, commentary just covered that up. And then, you know, Cody did. some truth. 
And yeah, because I was just like, okay, where's this JR been? The guy who can, you know, tell stories and shit. And then yeah. barbecue. <laughs> and then Nicole's future husband Wardlow came out. Ward Wardlow. Wardlow. I don't know why I call him Waluigi. I guess I remember just... the pack. I remember the package for him, but then like I forgot. I completely forgot about it because they showed that package like the day it aired, like the day they premiered, basically. And then I was like, oh, who is this? And then I found him on Instagram. They also, <laughs> also released a really cool picture because I don't I don't think MJF joined Inner Circle, but now him and uh, he's got his own stable going and he was wearing a scarf. And then um, he, the other guy was wearing a, you, you pointed this out, Nicole, that he was wearing a Burberry tie. So me, me and Nicole mm-hmm. were... How cool would it be if MJF had his own stable and everybody wore a piece of Burberry? Which it's probably going to happen. Should. Which hopefully, and also that hopefully they um, add some ladies to it. More, first of all, I miss stables, and we can probably have like a separate conversation about this at, um, on like a different podcast. But I miss stables. The best stable that there is throughout any brand whatsoever, I don't care where you're at, is Undisputed Era. And that's just facts. That is the best stable in professional wrestling right now. Regardless. I do love to hate Undisputed Era, so I'll give you that. I will give you that. Give you some words. Yeah, Undisputed is the best stable around. Um, Contra is a good second right now for me. Contra's super cool. I don't think they also, I don't think they get enough um, mentioned. I don't think they go, they don't get mentioned as enough as well. Um, Villain Enterprise is okay. Actually, they're not bad too. They're another decent one. But um, professional wrestling, especially WWE, is very, very lacking in stables, which makes no sense, which doesn't really make sense. So you think about it, they're one of the main companies to really popularize stables. True. When you think about the horse, the horsemen, the um, nation of domination, um, DX, um, evolution. evolution. These yeah. are all iconic and legendary, and you only got one like really good stable. It's like, what are you guys doing over there? Yeah, they had the shield, but after a while, I don't consider them a stable. They were good, but oh. they weren't nearly as good as their yesteryears. But um, hopefully, I AEW can all start bringing to be that a back. Stable. Like when yeah, Nexus came out. And they, they were trying bad, to take actually. they were taking over. Yeah, but there was a point in WWE where it's like almost every single person was in um a stable. Like let's really go for who remembers DOA, Los Puerricas? Anybody remember oh, the man? That's some archival shit right there. Yeah. Thanks, wrestling with regret. Um but no, they have like yeah. um, but like back, but like nation. I remember like the nation, Los Barricas, DOA, and um, who was the Truth Commission? That is fucking. Anybody remember? Jeez, you're taking it back. They were. Like, no, I remember when you had 
you had right to censor back in the day. They were stable. They had women in there. And for a long time, most of the stables were just men. So when they had Ivory join right to censor, they had somebody else. I can't think of the name. Then after that, I think she was the only woman. I thought there was another woman in right to censor. It was, it was supposed to be the cat, but right after she joined up, Lawler got, something happened with Lawler because she was dating or married him at the time or something like that, and he ended up leaving, so she left. There was supposed to be a storyline, oh no, 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 you already scratched that my desk, you ain't doing that shit. Um, there was supposed to be a storyline with Lawler getting people to go up against Fright the Sinister. But with them leaving, they just dropped the whole storyline. Hmm. But I remember when Right to Censor was a um, was a big staple, and uh, oh god, what was it? Straight Edge Society on SmackDown for a little while. Um, you had Edge and the Edgeheads. They were kind of like a little mini stable. Um, the, corp- the corporate ministry, yeah. Then, you know, first it was the corporation in the ministry, and then it was the corporate ministry. Mm-hmm. And then, um, why do you feel like I'm missing one more big one? The Heart Foundation, that goes without saying. Yeah. But that's like, yeah. You, yep. like that's duh. a dynasty, more like. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's something. Uh, those okay. So Heart Foundation and um, Samoan Dynasty, and I mean Samoan yeah. di- like those. Yeah, you can't. That's not. That's something all. That's something way within itself. Like that's, those two. Those two things. That's yeah, that doesn't that, really compare to anything. That's a lineage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So hopefully AEW does good and starts bringing these stables back. So I think. That's something that they can do to set themselves apart from WWE that they're currently not doing, apparently. Yeah. Um, and I, and there was um, and MJF was in uh was in a stable, a small stable in MLW, and it was called Dynasty. Yeah. And they were hilarious. <laughs> so I mean, I remember. How and they had I a remember? woman, and they had a girl in there. Um, and who could they throw? Who they have? They well, I don't know. It looks like they're kind of putting um, Penelope Ford with Kip uh, Kip Saban, but honestly, throw those two in there. It's gonna be. I think they're gonna do it like the way it used to be done, where it's like you wouldn't expect this person to join up with them. It. I think they're. I don't think the. Oh well, the NWO too. But learn learn from WCW's mistakes. Like, even WCW, you had the, the Filthy Animals, you had MIA, you had the NWO, you had NWO Red, LWO, a uh, bunch of shit. But uh, there was, like, vamp, uh, Ra- Raven's Flock. Like, how do I, I remember I don't this? remember that. You don't remember Raven's Flock? No, I don't remember that. I'm blanking. Oh, man, that had, like, terrible It had... Freaking Raven, Billy Kidman, uh, Vampiro. I think like one incarnation, the fucking ICP was there for some reason. 
Don't ask me why. I don't know why ICP was there. There's a lot of shit about I remember they were randomly showing up and stuff. God, they have their they have their own promotion for a while. I don't know if it's still active. I don't it's, think it is actually. It is? I thought it was. Is it active? God, that's awful. No, it is <laughs> knockoff of ECW. Barely. But Ooh, let us they're know. Out they're if doing it for the juggalos and juggalettes. They can you guys wanna know some you guys wanna know something really fucked up? So you guys have probably heard me talking about this on the show. I don't know if you're going to leave this in, Tiff, so I'm just going to talk like I am. Uh, for the last two years, I went up to Ohio, and there's a three-day punk fest. One time it was called Punk and uh, Camp Punk and Drublick, and the last year it was called Camp Anarchy. And last year, we got a lot of shit from the people who worked there, because to them, it's just a bunch of punkers coming in and destroying everything. Well, I was in the medical tent because I was about to pass out. And I overheard one of the EMTs saying that the juggalos who come here next week act better than the punks this week. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> halfway delirious, halfway out of it. Um, so, we went back, so we went back this year and uh, we, they went, we had to go to the EMT tent because they took Daryl back to get his insulin. And I asked him, I said, so how did the, the juggalo gathering go after we left? And the lady just looked at me. She goes, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so suddenly the smelly punks don't seem so bad, do we? <laughs> but, on, um, but getting back to AEW, there was a rubber match between Pac and, uh, Pac and Adam Page. Uh, Pack got over. It was actually a really, really good match, but the thing that got me, um, and I don't know if we talked about this before, but this is a topic I wanted to touch on. He kept stomping the shit out of Adam Page, and it was like the ref would count, he would stop, he would start up again, the ref would do the count. He did it like three times, and he's stomping on Adam Page's head. And they're saying it's the referee's discretion. And I'm like, well, this makes no sense, because first of of all, if you're a referee, you're supposed to be the authority figure in the ring, correct? To an so, extent, yeah. So, it's just really kind of take like it's kind of taking me out of it when it's like I know one ref if he if Pat did it the third time he would ring the bell, but this guy was just letting him go. And I'm just like, it did know? look excessive when I saw it. It looked excessive, and he was telling him to stop. You can't do that. Like, don't do that. But he didn't stop the match. He kept it going. So I felt like if you wasn't going to stop the match, you shouldn't have been, you know, doing all the acting and all the free going. Like, hey, don't do that. Like, should have just let the shit ride if he wasn't going to do nothing about it. Because he didn't. He didn't do anything. He just was complaining and bitching all the time. But he pretty much let him do whatever he wanted to do. And Adam, I mean, Hangman Adam Page looked like he was out and Pac was still stepping on him, still stomping him. I was just like, just call the match, end it. He didn't do that. He just went on ahead and let him finish the move out with, was it the red arrow? Yeah, the black arrow, he calls it now. Called the black arrow now. Okay, cool. 
Uh, he let that he let that finish out, and then he pinned him, and that was it. And I was like, well, the match result was good. I just wish. I don't know. Each ref is different. So some refs let you go a little excessive. Other refs don't. But it it would stand to me that if you're saying don't do that anymore and he does it again and he continues to disobey the order that you would just call the match and just let him beat him up and then be done with it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I get that. So I don't get how they call matches sometimes and it throws me off. And it throws me off as someone who's learning how to referee. I feel like their their refs just just like fucking stand there sometimes, like the most <laughs> competent like, and I'm and that's not even being shady. It's like and some of uh, some and that's the problem with some of their matches sometimes. Like people just stand there, but, but it's like, like dude, like take like take some like take some control of the situation. Like why are you just like stand there looking fucking stupid? Well, my thing is, and I, I'll, I'll do it with WWE, too. It's like, when, let's say, when we use Alexa, when she starts throwing her timber tantrums or she starts yelling at the ref, I've seen a few refs say, raise your voice to me one more time, I'm throwing you out of this match. And she gets that, you know, scared deer in a headlights look or whatever, and she stops. And there's other ones that just kind of, like, let her do it. And I remember there was one time when she used to throw timber tantrums grown-ass fucking woman throwing temper tantrums in, in a fucking wrestling ring. Who, Bliss? Yeah. yeah. And there was, like, one ref who basically told her to shut the fuck up and get up and wrestle, or she was gonna get, or he was gonna toss it out, and it was, he was challenging somebody for her title or something like that. And there's other refs that are just, like, they're just kind of standing there. It's the same thing with AEW. It's just, like, it takes me out of it, because there'll be refs who will, like, call it a disqualification for like another tag partner being in the ring for too long and then there's some refs just kind of like don't do anything and they just let like three people beat up on one guy and they're like the whole time's like oh no stop it please stop no this isn't nice like they're the only good ref they have in AEW is Audrey and literally Cause that girl well, that and you don't have to worry about her selling bootlegs um, out of her car at the end of the show, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never Wait, heard, what? What? heard that before? No! That's why you he fired from WWE. That's why I have no idea why AEW hired him. Wait, who was the one who got fired from WWE? Y'all have to remind me. Because I have no idea. Okay, so Earl Hetner got fired from WWE because they found out he, what was it, Nicole, stolen or bootleg merchandise that he was Boot selling? Bootleg merchandising out of his trunk. <laughs> Why are you selling the bootleg stuff? <laughs> you couldn't get access to the real shit. You have <laughs> See, I heard somewhere that people did start dancing, and he- and this was just a rumor. They thought Hetner was the one stealing shit from the locker room and selling it to people. Yeah, she- that's also that's also um an urban legend. That's not that's actually something that hasn't been proven or not yet. But him selling bootlegs that is a thing though. 
the Von Erics are such a great looking. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. They're very nice this looking. This is so though. dumb. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the only good rep. That's the only thing is like there's no consistency in refs. So it kind of takes me out if I'm like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you calling? Why aren't you? What the do your job, ref? Like yelling at the TV. Like, why is she the only confident ref there? Like, I don't understand. She can't <laughs> work every match. She got stuff she has to do. Like, why is everybody else messing up? Right. I just think it's funny. They don't have a women's division, but the most the most over female in that company is a referee. There's no denying it, right? I mean. True. Oh, true that. All right, so we'll finish up AEW. All right, so a huge backstage brawl happened between the Young Bucks and Pride and Powerful. Um, there you go. <laughs> thank you. It was actually really good. I think that's the first backstage brawl. We, um, no, it's not the first backstage. I think on AEW, no, no, but it was. It's not the first one, but I think it's probably the best just because of all the shit the that, that happened. Um. Orange Cassidy stole that segment, and if you don't, and if you don't uh, agree with me, come fight me. Like just Dude, being. That part he, was funny. He, he just slowly closed the door after he. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I was like, no, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna do nothing to him. Just okay. Well, excuse me. Let's get back to whooping your ass. Like you, you just. I, I lost it when I saw him standing there, and then he just closed the door. That that shit took me out. I could not. Like I don't know why I love this gimmick so much, but I do. And I don't or- understand the, the love affair with it, but he's a character and he's funny, so I'm I'm cool with it. You know, he's in- I think he's entertaining to the point of not being annoying. I think that's because it's just like. He, it's so funny because his I just love him. Oh my god, I love you, Orange Cassidy. Um Young Bucks get their ass whooped. Uh basically they and they even get like a sock full of baseballs beaten on them. So I don't know if anyone's ever been hit by a baseball. It hurts. Um imagine being hit in a, by a sock with a bunch of them. Um and then private party shows up with the super late save, and then it was announced uh next week we have Pride and Powerful versus private party um so we got a match set up there main event this is one thing i will be happy about there was not any tag matches except the last one of the night because that's the problem i'm having with aew dark right now and aw if you're listening we know you are did you like that vanity search shit stop putting so many fucking tag team matches on aew dark I understand you want to do it, but don't do it every show. Like, you get one woman's, one crappy women's match, and then everything else is a tag match. And that's been a pattern lately. And it's like, I don't want to see just tag match. Give me other people. This is why Dark is the, Dark is sometimes the better show. is because you put people on it we want to see. But, anyway, we had uh, Criss Cross Applesauce and Sammy Guevara. That kid, like, Creeps me out. I know he's not a kid. Who? Sammy Guevara. I don't like him either. Something about him just creeps me out. 
I think he just has to age a little bit more. Because How he is, is good he? looking. He is very, very good looking. He's like, I think he, I think he's older than MJF, actually. What? Ew. That can't be right. Wait Hold a on. minute. Hold on, let me look. I'm, I believe he is. Let me look. Let me see what's up. Sammy Guevara is 26, yep, and MJF is 23. What? He looks like he's 18. Nyla is 37? Really? I didn't know that. Adam Page looks a lot older than what he actually is. Adam Page is 28, and he, I feel like he's in his 30s. I thought Adam Page was 35. What? 28? God damn, these wrestlers. Okay, Jungle Boy was born in 1997, so he's a year younger than MJF. Jungle Boy looks young too. Bert Baker's 28, but she looks 28. Then next to that dude that he was in the ring with, with the Jurassic Express, he it make him look older. Oh, Marco Stunt. Well, Marco Stunt's literally like five three and weighs like 125 pounds, if that, or I think that is what he weighs. He's 23 years old. What the fuck? Yeah. Y'all are babies. Mm-hmm. Like, except Timmy Guevara, because he looks like he never hit puberty, and it's kind of creepy. Well, okay. See, he used to be much bigger than this. He used to be bigger than what he is now. He trimmed down quite a bit. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah like, look at this. Uh, he dropped like, I'm about to send this picture. But he used to be bigger than that, which is why I think we're reading him as this, like, little kid-looking dude, but he was much more cut than that, and he was big. He was big. He got a, he had a big wingspan, big arms. Like, that's... Well, he's technically more cut. He was just more bulky then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's just... technically in better shape now, but he was more bulky then. Let me see. Why don't know she like Is it the same one I'm looking at? Yeah, it's that's the same picture. It's his face that irks me. I don't know why. He still looked like a little kid in that face. But I think if he had facial hair or something like that, he'd be all right. And him being pale don't 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 make it no better for me. Yeah, I think that's what throws me off, too, because, no offense, I know some of my um, Spanish brothers and sisters are on the pale side. That happens. You can't help yeah. it what part of the equator you were born. But it's also his name trips me out mm-hmm. because I feel like he's so pale. And it's like you see him and you're like, oh, you kind of borderline on Seamus's side. And his name is Samuel. I stand next to him and I look like I have a damn tan for fuck's sake. I think if he grows a beard, if he puts some facial hair on and not just a mustache, because 
then he would look like like a, a porn star. So um, I think if he throws at least a goatee, a, a chin strap, something, I think that that would help. But I, he's always going to read as young to me. And I just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable watching him. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to make a Naruto reference. It's like Pervy Sage used to do really irky. You're like, okay, that's some borderline nasty shit. Like, I feel like watching him, ain't, I'm on the Pervy side watching him wrestle, and I don't like it. So I, I kind of change the channel when he comes out there. It's so I'm, I'm uncomfortable. His hair, like, I don't know. It's just like, and then, of course, you know, oh, he's the Spanish god. Like, bitch, where? Like, where? Like, how is he a god? It's like Alexa Bliss. Like, oh, she's the goddess. I'm sorry. You must be at least five foot eight to be considered a goddess. Sammy G looked like when, if the right bitch put, the, put some pussy on him, he definitely would be a lap dog. It would not take much to tank this little motherfucker. Like, or you gotta do the switch the right way and clamp down. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a discussion for another time. I feel grossed I'm out. Anyway. I'm just saying. I, I don't want to be the one to do it. I'm just saying. He looks like a child. Like, ugh. <laughs> anyway. Hey, look at me. twenty six, so illegal. I'm just knock, saying. <laughs> knock out. Just make sure Chris Hansen isn't waiting for you while you walk in the room. <laughs> um, so okay, so I got asked a really good question from this because it was Sammy Guevara and Chris Cross Applesauce uh, going against SoCal Uncensored for the AEW titles. And my husband, who had the very rare time off from work, asked me, he goes, why are these two fighting SCU? And I'm like, I have no idea. I legitly had no freaking clue. So if someone knows anything, please let me know, because I hate being left out. Um, For a match that I thought was going to bore me, like, I was kind of just like, y'all are going to laugh at me. I was freaking out for this entire match. Like, Anytime, like, SCU was pinned, I was screaming, no, 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 no! <laughs> just, you know, like, I was actually watching it, like, on the edge of my couch, and I was just like, no, nah, you can't drop it, you can't, if you drop this, Scorpio, I'm gonna beat your ass, I will come to the TV and hurt you, and, um, you know, I, because I, I still, I mark out hard for Christopher Daniels and uh, Frankie Kazarian, so, uh, it was a really good match. And then Scorpio pinned Jericho. This is Jericho's first loss in AEW. And his response was to throw a temper tantrum. And, and what was a temper tantrum I've ever seen in my entire life. Really, really slowly. And you couldn't tell what he couldn't tell what he wanted to pick up when he did throw it, it didn't go far. And then he started hitting the side of the um ring, the ring post, and it was so slow. He was just like, eh, one, two, three, four, five, eh, one, two, three, four, five, eh. It was so bad. That was weird. 
my five-year-old throw a chair better than you right now. Probably like, Jesus, just just cut. They cut and went away, and then it went off. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because, oh, Lord. <laughs> laughing, and I'm just like, this is so fucking cringy. Like, no. But, well, but, um, but yay. So, keep it up, Dynamite. Do what you need to do. I'm actually kind of psyched to see you next week. And uh, we'll get back to AEW in just a sec. Uh, but oh, you guys are better to... than Raw? Yeah. Well, but I also, think you don't have to try that hard, though. No, well, you don't. She right. She right about that. I did not know Kip Saban was British. Was what? I thought he was British. I said he's British. Like British. I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. I was looking at the Wikipedia pages of all the wrestlers from AEW, and it said he was British. And I was like, I didn't know that. I had no idea. And I'm like, how come I haven't seen him on TV? Does he wrestle on AEW Dark? He, uh, he yes, he's been on mostly on Dark. He was um he just popped up on his last AEW episode. Him and um. So Penelope. Him and um Penelope. Actually, I'm gonna um, get her shirt. Is Penelope his girlfriend? Um, in real life, which I also think it's this might be getting a little bit awkward because when she first got signed on, she was with Joey Janela. Like they were like a package deal. So oh, type with, of thing. So was she with Janela then? When they got when like IRL? Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm just gonna stay out of it. That's my damn business. So she left Janella to be with Kip Saving? I guess so. Oh. Okay, you grow, you can do what you wanna do. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um Next Yeah, so someone has- asked him about it very recently and he was like he was like I'm a, he was like we're still friends he's like we do it all the time we like break up and like date other people and stuff like that he's like we might get back together might not he's like as long as he treats her fine that's all that really matters Aww. okay I'm like yeah. that's very adult yeah I'm gonna like fuck that hoe I love Penelope yeah could have pulled I mean, it Matt Hardy <laughs> just just <laughs> Went up in there and started pooping ass. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, would have made for great TV, just saying, but whatever. Whatever it, makes you happy. It would, but at the same time, I would want to go kick Rebby Hardy's ass for some reason, so I don't know. I just need an excuse to beat that woman's ass. Ugh, I hate her. Okay, so. Well, she's, hopefully she give, gives birth to that. Well, she should be giving birth soon. She'll be pregnant in three months. Gosh. I was trying to figure out what she was gonna call the baby. <laughs> that baby didn't do nothing, so I ain't talking about that baby. <laughs> or none of their children. That is not their fault. Kids are off limits on this show, but we will go they can't, in on they the help they want to. They can't help they have shitty parents. I don't think Matt's no. a shitty parent. I think Rebby. 
I got. I'm not. I'm not going off on Rebby Hardy because we'll be here all fucking night. Fuck you, Rebby. Uh, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what's going on in NXT? Because I caught the end of NXT, and then I rewatched it later on, and shit's hey. going crazy. Niggas was wild in NXT. Wild was out. It was so dope. That ladder match was everything. And one thing I'll say, and then Nicole, you can take over because I don't, I remember NXT, but I'm only getting, it's only coming back to me in spots. Me and him get a lot of flack online from a lot of you diva hating ass, standing bitches who always, always, always asking for hoes who can't wrestle like fucking Oksana or Rosa or bitches who was just there because they was pretty and they asses look look decent in the shorts. If you can't get your ass on the top of a ladder like me and Yim did and fall off like that and then two nights later show up on the, on the show and actually have a match and wrestle, then bitch, you can't say nothing. Nothing. I don't want to hear shit. Me and him is the truth. That woman went out there and gave her all of that match. And had it not been for any interference, she would have won it. She took a whole ladder to the face and still performed. So fuck y'all. That match was good. That woman deserved more respect than she is getting. And she got a standing ovation before the show went off. And Keith Lee came out there, and they was hugging, and I was crying like, "Oh, that's so sweet." But she should have won. She should have fucking won. He went out there to check on her, and then like you see like the after like the aftermath or whatever, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she just does this really goofy pose, and she smiles at him. <laughs> I'm like, it's so cute. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. So I'll get a little bit into NXT. So beginning of the 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 first match of the evening. Well, first off, um, they show um, I believe it was Dakota, Deco- not Dakota, Tegan Knox and Rhea Ripley were attacked outside. Right. They showed them, um, just like falling over. It was like, oh my god, what happened? Blah blah. So whatever. And so we'll get back to that. We had um, Angel Garza versus Leo Rush for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, mm-hmm. and it was literally it was amazing, 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 amazing match. Um, Angel Garza kind of, um, cause you know he does like the pants ripping off thing, so he yeah. kind of did it in front of Leo's wife, and, and she got real, and she was not here for it. She was not here for it. And she was telling him to go back in a ring and get out of her face. So I was like, okay, girl, I see you. So um, that, that's scripted, or do you guys think that it looked like it was? Yeah, it, it could have yeah, been. Yeah, but um, yeah, but the match was really good. And also, during it, during the final count, Angel had his um foot up during the second count, but the ref didn't see it, so he counted to three. So I'm assuming. Um, they're gonna have another match, but it was just like a banger. Um, and then I believe I think Finn Balor came out next. I believe I so. I want to say yes. Yeah. Yes, like yeah, Finn Balor came out. Um, was talking shit about everybody. Um, let them know he is that girl. 
still. He did. Yeah, he 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 really did. He just let y'all know that he is still that girl. And then um you know, then he's this is where this is just his place. Y'all just gonna have to deal. Just get over it. Um and then um but then Matt Riddle, no, get down so you're not my earrings off. Um then Matt Riddle came out, um, attacked him and then mm-hmm. um Finn Balor kinda ran off. And then we had um, basically the, and then we also have the gathering of the war games team. So right now it is undisputed era versus originally it was supposed to be Matt Riddle, Dijakovic, um, Champa and Keith Lee, but, uh, Matt Riddle removed himself so he can have a one-on-one, um, match with Finn Balor at war games. Right. So hopefully, mm-hmm. well, we have to find out on Wednesday because we officially don't know the participants still for um, Survivor Series for both women and men's for NXT, and we still need to find out who's the fourth person for this War Games. So they oh, need right. to start dropping some names. Yeah, it's starting to get a little Sunday. bit too much. It's, yeah, because it's, it's literally Sunday. Sunday. So um, I want Velvet if Velveteen had a kayfabe injury, but I heard it was a real back injury. So yeah, I heard it's real back, too. If his back is bad and he can't come back, I don't know who they're gonna put in that slot. What about Gargano? Is isn't he is he out? He's K Fabe injured he and not cleared for it's a K Fabe injury and he won't yeah. be so my money's on um, Gargano but... back. But he could come back and cost Ballard that match against Riddle. That's I think that's what's gonna happen. I would do that. Like I would, um, I, I would have him. I would have him come back, and cost Riddle, cost Balor that match. I would make Balor. I would either put him or Balor on the team for Survivor Series. I don't think I would put them both on the team. It'd be too volatile. That team would implode from the inside. Yeah. You know, the fun thing about Survivor Series is like watching the teams like explode from within. I love it. That's why I like when there's a bunch. I like when there's a mix. That's gonna like SmackDown problem. Amount of faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. SmackDown's got a lot of faces and maybe one or two heels on their team. Um, what was that? What was it? It's Baron Corbin and Roman. Uh, Roman's the face. Um. Chad Gable's a face, Ali's a face, Strowman's a face. Corbin's the only but, heel. But um also what happened, we have um a match between um Swerve Scott and Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed literally had the best singlet I've seen in my entire life it said thick on it with two C's. I love him. He's so cute. And Swerve is amazing. He reminds me of like sort of like a Montez Ford that he's just like one well, Montez Ford is there but when Montez first got there he's like he was like, uh, and he's like a tweak, one one or two tweaks. It's the same thing with Velveteen. 
like one or two tweaks away from being great. Like obviously their characters are different, but they're but they have like that great charisma and magnetism that he's just like a couple there's a couple tweaks away. And he could and I mean like he could be like mainstream. There's just something about him. He's just like very captivating captivating. He swerved kill shot from Lucha Underground or are those two different people? Yes. No, it's him. Is the same person? Uh huh. Kill shots in NXT? That's worse. Half the motherfuckers are from Lucha. I was sitting there looking at him and I'm like, I recognize him. I don't know why, but I recognize him. And then I was thinking, I'm like, okay, that match with Dante Fox and they called him Kill Shot. That looks like the same dude. And and then because he doesn't he has a mask on in Lucha Underground. So I but I, like I was looking at him like I I know damn well that that's who that is. Oh, that kind of makes it feel good. Also, <laughs> and then during the middle of this surprise, another women's attack, but this time it was the thing one and thing two, and Candice LeRae. Mm-hmm. And out appears a wild Scarlet Bordeaux during the right. segment. No Scarlet. Uh, uh, uh. Can't wait for that bitch to premiere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love her. I'm I love her. And also, I think I was, I know this seems like very small, but I feel like they have to really be high up on her if they're literally going to throw, obviously she was just like some little side character, but they're already like throwing her on TV, even if it's something like very small. I did that with Montez a few months back when they had that big brawl on the stage and they had all the wrestlers come from the back to stop people from fighting. Montez was one of the people and I didn't know who he was. I was like, who is this? And everybody was telling me, oh, he's a part of the Street Profits. I'm like, what the fuck is a Street Profit? What is that? I had to go and watch the WWE Network to figure <laughs> out who he was. So everybody's, like, shook because they're like, who's attacking, blah, 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 blah. So um, we also had, like, well, it was supposed to be a match between Killian Dane and Pete Dunne, but Damian Priest came out. And two-thirds of that is just very beautiful dynamic. And they're going to have a triple threat, obviously, at TakeOver. So, I mean, that's that's just set up for it. Nothing, like, too crazy to write home about. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we finally get to, um, also before this, um, Zia Lee and Aaliyah had basically, like, a squash match. And Aaliyah leaned too far in, and she literally got her nose rocked. So this is the first woman that bled this evening. And, you know, it's just pretty bad. So, um... She did that, so she got her nose done. So she did. Reports have come out saying that she's either going to have nose surgery or she's getting plastic surgery. And that her arms were up. Her arms were up covering her face before... The kick was even off the ground. But she she leaned she leaned funky for that because I rewatched it a couple times. Zaya did what she was supposed to do, but she leaned too much. That's kind of like obviously accidents happen and it's nobody's fault. But that's the same thing when um, Liv got that concussion by Brie Bella. She leaned she should have 
been backing up. She was leaning into those kicks, and that's how she got that concussion. Mind you, Bree should have been a little bit. It was again. It was just like both parties. It's like if no fall accidents mm-hmm. happen. Right. But um, yeah. So we have the start of the mat ladder match, and like Tiff was saying, it was it was insane. Um, both ladies did amazing. Um, for like Mia got cracked in the face by a ladder, kept going. Um, was almost there, almost got the briefcase, and then a wild NXT UK champion appears in Kaylee Ray, which I'm super excited they picked her to be showcased because, as you guys know, and I'm going to really, really go off about this in SmackDown. Um, no, because they weren't there. I went, I think I went off about it. I know I went off about it in the last episode. You. Nobody watches NXT UK enough. I mean, the first person, the last person, the second, third, I will always say this. Some of the best wrestling on WWE, net, like, as a whole, is on 205 Live in NXT UK. Like... How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. Good pure wrestling, those are the two, but no one pays attention to them. But that's besides the point. But I was really pumped they pick her, and that's just like that's just a stacked team. They just looked so great together. And then um, Shayna pops up, you know, to gloat about her win, and then Bailey just cracks her in the back with the um, chair, and then we find out Bailey was the one who took out all of the NXT girls. So, you know, she popped back home to let them know what's up. See, I think at some point in time, Becky Becky needs to show up this week, in my opinion. I think she took out all those NXT women by herself with a chair. I I think Bailey's going to win. I I said that. I was telling you guys, but everyone was like, no, no. I'm like, every time we, I'm telling you. Every time. Every time. I I stand by that. I've, I've said it. Nicole said it. You're saying it. Like, I, you saw that coming from the time they, be, the time Becky and Shayna had that little dispute between the two of them, I knew then she was going to win. I'm like, yeah. Bailey's going to steal it. And it ain't going to be because she was involved in that match in any way, shape, or form. She just gonna she's gonna be out the in. whole time, basically. Yep, she just gonna sneak in and just take. And I, I'm gonna be like, "Told you." <laughs> but that yeah, shit. that was just, and um, it's just people forget. I think it was just a good reminder to Bailey. G- good for Bailey and Finn Balor getting together and letting letting people know that they're still that girl. And same thing with Finn. She just she just popped down there and let her know. And um, they and this can lead in, um, and even when she had her SmackDown 
um, was it? I'm pretty sure it was last week. Like her and Sasha, she said NXT wouldn't be NXT women's division without the two of them. And that's completely 110% the truth. Yes. yes, we include all four horsewomen because they all did their duty. But that match at Brooklyn with yes. her and with, between Bailey and Sasha changed the game completely. The fucking Iron Woman match that people still talk about. Yeah, I cry. That's like one of the other matches. Like I, I'm so emotionally invested. Like you had people like losing their minds. Yeah. Cause like that was that was when they were trying to if I'm wrong but wasn't that when they were trying to phase out the whole diva thing altogether and it yes, wasn't that was pretty much on, the last nail in the coffin because like they are trying to they're trying to do it on Raw and SmackDown but it wasn't working but that's what got NXT noticed is because people were like hey if you guys want to watch women women wrestle. Go to NXT. These bitches are, are breaking the house down. So that's what Bailey did. She went down there and let them girls know who was who was that bitch. Just like I said, Finn earlier. He was <laughs> like, I'm still the hottest girl. I'm still the hottest girl in the room. You go, Pamela. <laughs> also, uh, I know yeah, this is very damn. we'll talk about this when we talk about Corey Grace, but I he dropped some very crazy little tidbits about his little personal life that I, I don't think anybody really paid attention to because that um, interview was so loaded. All right. Well, we'll move on to that. Um, so we go, did anybody tip Tiffany? Huh? Did you watch Mac, or did you watch Impact this week? No, I did not. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of wrestling this week, so that doesn't count. Like, <laughs> I barely I watched any. I didn't watch Raw. I didn't watch Raw. I didn't watch. I watched NXT by default, to be honest. There was nothing on TV. It was late, and I was like, "Well, let me see what happened on NXT." And then I ended up watching AEW because it was suggested by Hulu. So I didn't intentionally set out to watch wrestling. I was trying to give myself a little bit of a break. I didn't watch Impact at all, although I should have, and I didn't. And I feel like I missed a lot because I really wanted to see what happened with Sammy Callahan, and I wanted to see what Eddie did with Ace, um, I don't know, Ace Bucker. I just wanted to see. I didn't get to see the fallout of that, what happened last week, so I didn't watch a lot of wrestling. So y'all can't y'all can't jump on my ass for that. Um, um I am the same boat and I blame it all on Disney. Yes. <laughs> um Impact Impact was okay this week. Um not really much to write about home. Uh Rob Van Dam and his girlfriend are trash. Or, I'm sorry, she just, I can't, I can't take Katie Forbes seriously. I can't. Why are you calling her trash, though? Like, I, I love understand. her. I love, I love, I I love a ratchet one. bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've only seen her once. I've only seen her once, and that was when she was in the locker room, and somebody told them they were going to beat her ass, and she just turned around and was like, you mean this ass? And she just started shaking it. 
<laughs> got mad and walked away. I've only seen her once. I so I'm not really. I don't understand why you don't like her. Why are you call her trash? Cause she just looks so disgusting. Like she comes out. Oh, she's shaking her ass, and that's like all she does for like the entire match. And I'm like, I'm all good for a good gimmick, but you, how how long can you have a twerking gimmick? That's all I want to know. Like Nicole says, she's a ratchet. Well, Scarlett Bordeaux wears less than she does, so what? I mean, and she's very sexualized. So what is the difference between Kate with Ford and Bordeaux? I want her to have those money done like she did in her first match. That was so funny. I don't know. I just think every... I, think, <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. There's no she reason came out with money be funny. Yeah. You, I sent you guys that. You remember I sent you guys a clip It was a girl twerking with money oh, guns shooting funny. before a match? Yes. That's Katie for I remember. <laughs> I just want to know what the difference Okay, if you take away the twerking aspect, can she wrestle though? She's okay. Honestly. To me, she couldn't because every offense she had it had something to do with her ass. And she was going up <laughs> she was going up against Jordan Grace, and the whole time you could tell Jordan Grace was so bored. Because she knew she was going to lose it to her. And she just looked so, so bored and done. And, I mean, like, like I said, I'm all for a good gimmick. But when it's the third time in the match and you bend over and you're shaking your ass, and that's the only, if that is the only thing I can remember you from, that's not good. I can understand that. That I can, too. So, I'm, I'm, I just wanted an explanation of why you called her trash. Cat, stop it. I just Get the fuck away know. from that. <laughs> the thing, so that's that's, that's my view on it. I like those Heart to Kill t-shirts they got. I want one. That name for that pay-per-view was really cool. I know. I really want that shirt. I, I like the pay-per-view. What which pay per view? Um, Hard to Kill, the one in January. Oh yeah, okay. Brain's working now. All right, so we'll move on from the train wreck that was Impact, or at least the train wreck of us talking about Impact. Um, unfortunately, ladies, we're gonna have to talk about SmackDown Live. Mm. Great. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, since Nicole, uh, since Alexis had such an aversion to smack, smack that, that was, up, it was, I actually saw it. I don't have an aversion to it, this it, show. I thought the show was good. It is the opening that almost took me out. Okay, so Baron Corbin continued to have his disdain for the captain of Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns. And this time, he decided to have Rude and Ziggler with him, and they were making fun of Roman, and they had somebody in a bulldog costume with Roman Reigns gear on come out. They put a chihuahua in a wig on the Titan Tron, so that's what you saw. And the dog was barking, like a little puppy was barking. That was the whole it was weird. 
it was the whole beat of the song. And as I was just like, who approved this? Who did who Vince. did this? I had Vince written all <laughs> fucking over it. It was so I I'll admit Alzheimer's it, it medication written all over it. But it was it I mean it fit because Corbin is corny, so he would do something corny like that. That wasn't corny. That dude. was pretty much it. Like they brought the dog in there and then they had him bow to him and then they had Corbin, um, you know, tell him to bark like a dog and all that shit, which I wasn't here for none of that, but what the fuck ever. Um, and then it went to commercial, which I thought was odd. I'm like, okay, so we don't get nothing. <laughs> no comeuppance for this. There's no, you gonna pay for that, none of that. You, you don't get that until later, which I'm still like... Well, Ali, um... Mustafa and Gable got into a match because if and the stipulation was if they lost, Ziggler and Rude were going to replace them in the Survivor Series team. And I'm like, what the fuck have these guys done in like the last two months? Honestly, so, like, I think I forgot Chad Gable should have been replaced. I did too. But I do think Chad Gable should have been replaced. And it's no yeah. shade to Gable. I'm not trying to talk about him or be down on him because I really do love his wrestling style, but his shorty G gimmick just really gets on my nerves. And I'm at the point now where I just ignore him. <laughs> so I wouldn't have minded if Rude replaced shorty G in that team. And like Nicole said earlier, you do need a balance of heels and um, faces to make it work in that match because you could have some really good possibilities just by the mix, the mix of people on the teams. So I think Gable could have been taken out. Anybody could have taken Gable's place. Truly. But that's just me. I just... I don't know. The, the the first 15 minutes of that, I just kept thinking about that Attitude Era promo where Vince is like, we're tired of questioning your intelligence. And I'm like, yeah, you're really not sorry about it now, are you? Are you, Vince? Because that was just, <laughs> it was so stupid. And you know Baron's going to try something, and he's either going to be the first guy eliminated from Survivor Series or he's going to be the guy who cost SmackDown the win. Let's be completely he's honest here. He's, he's going to get eliminated. Like I don't. It's going to be him or, or Chad. Like I'm, I'm sure of it. I don't get it because remember eight months ago when every Raw they opened up with, it was um, a Baron Corbin promo. Yeah. And how, how quickly that took everybody out. And it sucked then, it sucks now. <laughs> like when I was when I was live tweeting and I was reading other people's responses, um, a lot of people thought it some people thought it was funny and a lot of people are sitting here going, Why the fuck am I watching this? I could be out right now. I could be at the movies, I could be out to dinner or something. Why the fuck am I watching this? And then someone made the comment, they go 
then they learn from eight months ago that no one likes Baron Corbin. Nobody likes Corbin. Unless, I, you know, I, 16-year-old It might have been, I don't know, it might have been received better if it wasn't coming from Corbin. But Corbin touches anything and it just goes to shit, so. I just want to know, like, what blackmail does he have? Like, why is he why is he being pushed in in the main event? Like, I'm still, I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to beat up on the guy himself, but his character just sucks, because all I remember from, from Money in the Bank, when he won, no one cheered, and when he was Constable Corbin, it was annoying, and if you go back and look at the raw ratings, there was that one show where like him, Lashley, and someone like a bunch of his guys like ran rough shot. It was the lowest rated raw of the year. And well, at least we knew who to blame. At least we knew who to be mad at. And oh, yeah. you weren't like you weren't like flying blind because now there's no there's no hierarchy, there's no semblance of structure. So you just come out and all of a sudden there's a match, boom. Like there's no there's nobody to set in place to say who approved this, who 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 did this. Like when shit would go wrong, you would blame the general manager. The general manager needs to fix this. The general manager needs to do this. And now they've left it open to the interpretation of the public, which in itself is a major, major mistake. I still say they need general managers on both shows. They have one on NXT. Regal does a good job of popping in and popping out. You don't have him, you know, hovering over the talent like he's some godsend for the talent. He's a fair GM, and I think they need a heel GM and a face GM on either show. It doesn't matter. They need to do something. Because I feel like SmackDown hasn't, oh God, I, if you really want to count Shane, SmackDown hasn't had a, G, a heel. Actually, no, I think, yeah, we haven't had a face GM on Raw in a while. Honestly, the face GM should go to Raw. Facts. And, and then a heel GM should be at SmackDown. Yeah. Because the last, the last two GMs that they had were face it. Well, three. Because you had Daniel Bryan, you had Paige. Shane, and then you had Paige. Right. Which, honestly, unless they're going to keep Paige on WWE backstage, I think that show might get a little too crowded with people. Mm-hmm. So, literally, just make her a fucking GM again. Yeah. Put her Wait. on SmackDown. No, or, actually, just put her on Raw. Put her on Raw. Crowd would destroy the would destroy her though, man. No, like, I I wouldn't mind it though. Like you, it's we we're used to a certain aesthetic when it comes to WWE, and even though they're trying to change for the better, it still would make more sense because that's just what we're used to. Like when you watch the other promotions they have their particular way of doing things and you know that you're going to get a certain type of product for them we're not getting what we're used to and even though they want to change I still say some things should stay the same no you don't need an immense amount of non-wrestling characters but having one general manager 
would not hurt as a non-wrestling character on Fox's show. WWE does have to answer to Fox, but at the same time, it's their product. They know their audience. Fox is just now getting into the game. They have got to learn the ropes. So it's best for them to do what works rather than to try and do what they want. Okay. I think, well, Paige is still relatively liked by majority of the people, like, as, like, a broad, as, like, a broad sense. So it's like throw like put her on raw and also um <laughs> and also it'd be like good back and forth between her and the Kabuki Warriors. Um I don't know. They haven't had a face GM on Raw in a while, so they need to do that. I don't know who they would even put on SmackDown, honestly. Make it edge. He's not doing anything. Unless he's filming a Somebody got the- it. Somebody gotta watch the kids. She can't she can't <laughs> Like you can't have um Paige, you can't have Paige um not to call you can't have um Beth Phoenix on NXT and Edge on Raw as GM. So what's so the kids just gonna run around the house wilding out? My God. They live in the woods, so I mean it'll just be like a Wednesday. I mean, geez. <laughs> I can't even think of anybody right now. And I feel like he's too like, I feel like he'd be like way too like though, because even he was being an asshole, I wouldn't, I'd still probably cheer for him. I cheer for heels anyway, so that's besides the point. Honestly, I don't even know who I would, who I would pick. You could put CM Punk in that since people want CM Punk ass back so bad. Put him in there. He'd be a good heel um, general manager. Um... Uh, I would put somebody who would have who would be out for a while. Like Xavier can't wrestle right now, so if it was me, I would do something crazy like make him general manager and <laughs> let the new day turn heel and let them run roughshod over SmackDown. Um, you can you can swing it and go back to the women. And, um, oh, um, even though the situation with Mickey was different, you can have Mickey there as the GM for a little while until she wants to come back to wrestle. Um, let's see. Retired wrestlers. Were... Oh, they could do Christian. Christian could be a good GM. He'd be a good heel GM because he's, he's not likable. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Like... Sometimes he just puts his foot in his mouth. Like, really. Mark Henry be a good heel GM. I watched Mark Henry to see what he would do. Um, I don't know. Hmm. That's very... We'll have to We'll have to come back to that. Yeah. Well, well there's more stuff going on, SmackDown. Uh, the NXT women invaded. Um, Bailey kind of noped it out of there as soon as she could. Um, I liked the women match of uh, SmackDown versus NXT. I thought that was a really good match, and everybody got their moment moment to shine. Uh, of course, SmackDown went over. Um, we finally got rid of that god awful red strap, and now the Universal Title looks somewhat decent. I love that title. <laughs> I love it. That blue and gold really works well with each other. I love it. I love it's, the title. That red was such an 
eyesore, but like it was super, super nice with the blue. Um, and now they're now they got a, a feud out of nowhere with uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Bray Wyatt. I'm okay with it though. I actually like the feud. I'm 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 sad that it it didn't really get a chance to develop like like I wanted it to. I'm okay with him going up against Daniel Bryan. I mean, who else would you have put him up against except for the Miz on SmackDown for the for Bray to go up against? Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't put the Miz on the team, which I thought he was overlooked and he should have been. On the he should have been on a team, honestly. I would have uh, put honestly, him on Miss Miss Lowkey should have been captain. Period. He should have been on that team. I would, if you're gonna go all faces in one heel for the SmackDown team, then fuck it, just go all out and go all face. Make Miss put Miss on the team. I may not be. I'm I'm not always on his side, and I know sometimes I give him a lot of shit, but I do respect the man, and I do understand his position. Him be having the longest tenure there, he's one of the, mo- the most over vets that the WWE has, and for him not to be on the Survivor Series team is a smack in his face, especially for everything that he's done for that IC championship. It wouldn't be what it is without him holding it. Facts. So, He's, in my opinion, the best modern day IC champion. And I want someone to argue with me about it. I agree. No arguments here. Um, but yeah, I I'm I was kinda upset by that. I was like, there's there's that's bullshit that Miz isn't on the team. Um at all whatsoever. Such bullshit. But um I don't know. I don't like, I'm honestly, I'm not a fan of either. I like, and I, I like Raw. I'm not happy with Raw's, but Raw's team is still better than, um, and this is even without knowing the women's, because we still don't know the women's, which I'm pretty sure we're going to find out all of it tomorrow. We have to. Right. Because yeah. we go home show before Survivor Series. But we know all, I'm not happy with the woman on, the um on the SmackDown Survivor Series. I'm not happy either. But then there wasn't a lot to choose from. Carmella, so. Carmella, Sasha, and who else? I like Lacey. Lacey should all three be on there. Yeah, I don't like Nikki. Carmella should be team. captain. Yes, I'm not happy with Nikki being on the team, and I don't like that Dana's on the team. Tamina should yeah. be on the team. I'm not understanding why she's not on the team. I'm confused. They could have put Tamina on the team. team. Yeah, they could have put um, yeah, and I think that's a slap to Mandy and Sonya's face too. At least one of them should have been on um, Survivor Series. I think that's bullshit. I say it should have been Sonya. She's the stronger of the It should have been Sonya. And also, that's another heel. So it should have been, yeah, so it should have been Sonya and it should have either been Sonya or Mandy. And Tamina. Yeah. I'm, I'm just Sounds not going to say anything. Because when I do, I always get somebody upset. Upset about what? About Sasha? No, it's just like, I I don't believe 
I don't believe Sasha should be SmackDown champion or SmackDown leader. I think it should have been Carmella because, you know, me and some people have gone back and forth on it and I've I've thought about it. And I'm like, if you're going to go with longevity, it needs to be Carmella. She has been on the blue blue brand for freaking ever. And I I think all three of us collectively agree with you. So there ain't no arguments here about that. I, don't I, didn't want, I didn't want Sasha to be captain of the team. She hadn't been on SmackDown but a few minutes, and then the bitch get to be captain, and I felt like she, nobody earned their, their slot as captain. They were handed their slot as captain, and I was just like, there was no rhyme or reason to it, because Seth was former champion, just lost the title. I mean, so he got immediately named captain of his team. Sasha got drafted, and she got named um, to SmackDown. She hasn't really done anything and got named captain of her team. Roman was handed his captainship. You don't know who's captain of Raw, but I can pretty much guess it's going to be Charlotte. So, without a I, without a doubt, without a doubt. But it's just like all these hardcore Sasha fans are just like, well, she came back and blah. I'm like, yeah, okay, she came back but what the fuck does she like what did she do before she left and what has she done since she's came back absolutely nothing and that pisses people off to like no end and i'm just like why are you getting mad it's the truth like before i'm like they don't they don't care about the the truth they're not worried about how you see it all they care about is their favorite is at the top so that argument was had in the live that i had this week Matter of fact, it was Saturday that I had that same conversation. There was a bunch of Sasha fans in there, and they were like, well, she basically saved the division. And I said, well, tell me what's different about the division since Sasha left, and then when she came back, what was the difference? Because if you ask me, if it had not been for Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, There'd be no no long. There'd be no coveting of the women's division. Not necessarily as much. They that woman made sure they had a main event at WrestleMania. She made sure that they were in the main event. That they were the main event. Becky has been carrying the bag ever since then. So if you're gonna give anybody any props and any accolades, it goes to Becky and to Ronda. Then they come back with, well, she didn't get the opportunity. No. It was not her time. And you can't keep just, you know, trying to make a shoe fit that don't fit if you wear a size seven. Bitch, put on the seven. It's it's not always about what you want. Sometimes it's what's best for business, unfortunately, when you hear it. I know it sounds bad, but that's just the truth. I'm not saying Sasha's not a good wrestler, but she's not the end-all, be-all of the division either. She hasn't saved it. It still ha- isn't being booked right. They still have... Lacey wasn't even on TV. Where where was she? She hasn't been on TV since before Saudi. She she was... Well, this week she was over in Germany doing house shows over there. She should have been on the brand. Like, I'm not saying... Don't get me wrong. I... I I understand that they have house shows and they, they have to do their obligations. But Lacey is a top billing name. Whether you like it or not, she should have been on SmackDown. Send Dana's ass over there to do the house shows. Lacey should have been on TV. She should have been there. 
she's one of the only three top billing people there on the team. And she was nowhere to be seen. That makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm so over these Sasha stands. Like every time she takes a breath, we should like be bowing down to her. And I'm like, no, she really hasn't done anything. Carmella should have been captain. I don't know why they don't want to push Sonia. I'm happy for Dana, but let's be honest. As much as we can sit here and cheer for Dana, she's probably going to be the first one to go. And they can't say that Tamina's not there because Tamina was there. Now, if she's still not cleared for in-ring action, that would be one thing. But don't trot the bitch out if you're not going to use her. Tamina's cleared. They just didn't want to use her in the match. They could have put her in it. Tamina should have been on the team, and either Sonya or Mandy should have been on the team. And I don't even like like Mandy like that. But if you're going by SmackDown defending the brand, Sonya and Mandy been on the brand. They've been there since they got drafted a year or two ago. They've been there holding it down. So how come the people who've been on the brand majority of their careers are not the ones who are truly defending the brand. Because they don't know Back, how to do Carmella should have been captain. Carmella has been on SmackDown the longest. Yeah. She is the only, only, she has, Mandy and Sonya, they have been there for a very long time, but they premiered on Raw. They were on Raw, and then they went to SmackDown. They've just been there the entire time. All of other yeah. people have been back and forth. And she should have been whatever but it's whatever these teams go the thing a thing hopefully hopefully the raw team's better who's even the captain of raw they haven't, Nobody. They haven't, they haven't announced Charlie. anybody they haven't announced anybody for raw but i'm i guarantee you it's going to be between charlotte and natalia it has to be you know it's, it's going to be, be it should be either of them i wouldn't be mad at either of them yeah I'm not mad about it, but um, I think that's where they're going to have their surprises at is Team Raw. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's piggyback that real quick. Uh, still continuing about SmackDown real quick. Um, their ratings are in some serious trouble because they have been dropping week after week after week. Um, and this week has probably been one of the um, lowest they've had and a lot of it and you can read it I'm actually going to send you guys something real cool here Um, they've been dropping every week but they said when the ratings when they looked at the ratings the ratings were in the the first like the first half hour were dropping like crazy fast and I'm like well I wonder why but they um this has been a problem, and we all know Fox. If you don't deliver those ratings, they will uh, they will cancel you in a heartbeat. Um, but I think they, the only thing that's saving them is because I think Fox has invested so much money, they don't want to walk away empty-handed. Um, 
I, I mean, I guess people are tuning in to see what's happening next with Survivor Series, and then they got that petty-ass segment with Corbin, and they were just like, fuck this, I'm not watching it. And they left. So, I mean, they balanced out in the end. It didn't get crazy better, but um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like there's no real I true way to I tell. I think that just, segment took a lot of people out. Do you imagine being there live and seeing that? No. Sitting <laughs> there going, I'm paying money for this. And Nicole, you're right. I'm I'm checking some websites. And uh according you're right, last night's big dog segment with the dog mascot was apparently the creative writer's attempt to please Vince McMahon. Apparently yeah. it won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he likes dumb shit like that. But talk about one positive thing that um happened. I know we touched a little bit on Bray and Daniel, but that promo was excellent by Daniel Bryan. It was him and Miz, and I always forget. I always I miss. I kind of miss him. I kind of miss Miz and Daniel Bryan having a rivalry, even though it it went on for so long. But just their chemistry and how they are able to bounce off of each other. It's just amazing. And him, and then also Bray turning around the yes chant against him. Yeah. Which was chef's kiss. Amazing. So good. So good. (laughs) Should have been saved for WrestleMania, honestly. This could have been a WrestleMania match. You're, yeah, you're right. Oh, God, why are they wasting it? Why? They're just so stupid. They're stupid. All why right. Do that to, why do they do that to us? What do we deserve? They don't know. They don't know what the hell they're doing. All right. So we're gonna move into some quick wrestling news here. Um, a lot, some really crazy stuff has happened. Um. One that kind of hurt me a little bit is John Moxley's newest recent comments about the WWE and how he's basically upset that um, he had to walk away from all that money, which really kind of just it you, you had to hit the brakes back up and listen to it again kind of thing because the whole time anytime he talked about the WWE or at least with his first um podcast interview with uh Chris Cross applesauce there he was saying that he wasn't happy and he was coming into work and he was dreading it I mean I've worked jobs too I'm, I'm sure we all have we've all had that one or two jobs that make good money or you know it's like what we're supposed to do in life and to the point where you can't stand it because there was one job I worked at um every day I went in I end up throwing up before I could go like I oh my would God. be puking. I would be. I hated my job so bad. I would be puking in the restroom at at my job. And it, when it when it got to the point of like almost an everyday thing, I'm like, this has to be a connection about something. So, um, I understand that, and I understand walking away from a lot of money. But this is my my problem with all these AEW guys who all they do is bitch about money. If you weren't happy, you did the right thing. 
Because no amount of money is going to take away from your happiness and your mental health, and especially your physical health. Facts. So if you're going to sit here and bitch and complain about losing money, well, what the fuck do you want to do, John? Do you want to make money or do you want to be miserable? I'd rather make money than be miserable, even if I have to work three, four nights shows a night or whatever. I would be more. At least you got insurance. Okay. She got a point. I'm just saying she got a point. No, it's just I don't I don't get it because like and then he came out and he's like, Yeah, you know, I don't I I'm never gonna wrestle in jeans again and I'm like, Motherfucker, you said when you got signed to the WWE you're like, well, if you're going to, fu- the reason you wear jeans is, well, if you're going to get fight in real life, you're going to be wearing jeans. You're not going to pull them down and wrestle in your underwear. Oh. <laughs> like, well, Alexis, like, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think, I think you just kind of have to let him say some, say some shit. Like, there are going to be, I guess you could say that's his fall from Grace, specifically. I... <laughs> I really don't care. I'm going to be honest. I really, honestly, truly don't care. Because, I mean, he cl- he claims he's happy with AEW. And I'm going to be honest. I I don't want to see. I think those types of matches that he had with Omega, I don't need to see that every pay-per-view. So I would hope that they would keep those for special moments and not do it every every chance they get. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, because that's what he's being known for is, like, being the sick fuck. And it's like, he's going to have a moment where he's like, I don't want to be known for that anymore either. It, it's going to happen. He's a human being. At the end of the day, he got tired of being Dean Ambrose because he was locked into this box. He's going to get tired of being the John Moxley that everybody wants to see because he's still going to be locked into a box. You will see over time... He'll be like, okay, I'm not. This is not all that I'm. I'm good for. I can do other things, and he'll start saying the same shit all over again. I feel like they're not letting me be me, and it's a vicious cycle. I wouldn't dwell on it too much. Let him say whatever he wants because he's gonna renege on that very soon. Just like Jericho's <laughs> gonna go back to WWE once that contract's over, but we'll talk about that when he finally does go back over there. Motherfucking oh, yeah. sex. The call is telling the truth. Yes, he's going back over there. You know why? Because he fought his goddamn roses, just like everybody else. He's going back. He can talk all the shit he wants to. You'll see he'll start to calm down a little bit. He ain't going to say much about WWE no more. All of a sudden, his ass going to show back. At Raw or Mania or some dumb bullshit. Right. So, just if I was you, I'd just be like, eh. Whatever, live your best life, John. If that's what makes you and happy. You're gonna have Tony Khan. You're gonna have Tony Khan on the phone with Cody, and be like, "What's up with your dude? <laughs> want to be here? Does he wa- not want to be here? What the fuck?" Yeah, because yeah. I know, because I know damn well, Vince is g- probably is gonna tell Jericho, "I'm not putting you in the uh, Hall of Fame if you're gonna not stay there." Yeah. 
Just like I love Goldust. I don't think they're gonna put him in until honestly till he dies. Yeah. I mean, but he he left on good terms. I mean, he, asked he left for on good terms, but Vince McMahon is a petty asshole. He is. <clears throat> he ain't gonna put him in there. Cody didn't do enough, so he has no warrant to go in there. Um, nope. Dusty's already in there. Um, who else over there? No one else over there is really like valuable. I don't think he'll. I think whenever. Honestly, and you know what I think is going to happen. I think when um, they ever when when they put Shield in because they have to put Shield in, they're going to mention him, but they won't invite him. You really think so? I think they'll do that. I think Vince, especially if Vince is still alive during this, he better not be. I think they'll do that because they he they've done that before, haven't they? Yes. Yes, they did. Who was it? Oh my god, I'm blanking on it. I know they've done it before. Somebody got No, they well China's dead. She can't she can't show up unless they fucking go dig her casket up. But yeah. um No, there was a there was there was a group that got inducted, but somebody from the group didn't get invited. And I can't remember who it was. I no. just read it. I just read it in an article. Was it the Horseman? Evol- no. Evolution isn't inducted yet. But they no. will be. They will be. That's going to be Flair's fourth, what is it, his fourth ring? Fourth, third okay. ring? Wait, is That's- it Evolution? No, Evolution isn't in there because Randy, oh. he's not in it. Randy hasn't, Randy and Batista both don't have rings yet. Um, They should, honestly, they should be put in this uh, this upcoming Mania. I think that Batista's going to get inducted next year, but I don't think they're going to do Evolution until Randy retires. They need to induct The Rock because he's done. Obviously, he's yeah. done. They just need to cut. Yeah. I think Vix can't let go, but he's not coming back in the ring. Just put him in the Hall of Fame. I yeah. agree. Um, but I can't. Uh, we'll have to do that. Once we once we stop recording, and we'll tweet out who or in Instagram who the group is, but I know there's a group that they did not invite somebody and they were alive. And but they invited everybody else. Oh, I feel like it was was it Heart Foundation? No. I don't know. I, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure. Alexis, oh. what is this? You Alexis said some bullshit. and it says Somebody's trying. I'm, we're gonna call it a rumor because I can't confirm or deny this. The Saudi owe the WWE money, and they are the ones that want to put out the deal. Sounds like they don't have the money to pay Vince. They are using the WWE delaying Crown Jewel on their TV channel as an excuse to back out of said agreement. According to this post, following reports of the fallout between Vince and the Saudi officials, it is now rumored that Saudi Arabia wants out of the deal with the WWE. This could complicate WWE's financial future as they have invested into the partnership for the next eight years. There's no official word on either party. So when it comes to this particular rumor, um, there's a couple things that give me a red flag. First of all, when I was doing the research for this and I was going to put out like a 30-minute video for it, but I just decided not to, I still might do it anyway. The Saudis, the rumor was that the Saudis were the ones who cut the feet. It was not Vince who cut the feet. 
Rumor was the Saudis cut the seeds. They just finished paying the WWE for this deal. And um, that investment into the Saudi deal was a financial investment. And it did cause havoc on their stocks and stuff. And that, in turn, cost them a lot of other deals that they were trying to pursue. So now, with this possibly happening, this could be a serious problem. And this could trickle down into the WWE's talent pool. And people who want to leave, I'm sure they will release immediately. And then they could possibly end up cutting people that they signed deals with, like people like Mojo Raleigh and, you know, people who they really don't use and don't necessarily need, unfortunately, could be cut immediately to cut costs. Right. This, this is, I don't know if I believe this or not, and I would need something else to back it besides an Instagram post. So, um, the Saudis, I do believe that the Saudis are broke and they're, um, they don't have the money to pay them for this particular deal. And I think that was the initial reason why the crown prince started this whole, um, initiative for 2030 and, you know, to get entertainment to come, that would in turn bring in a cash influx that would bring in money flow because nobody was going to Saudi and they stopped the most of the country stopped buying oil from them to cut off their money supply. And it worked for the most part. So <clears throat> I don't know. I just sent that because I saw it. I thought it was interesting. Um, we'll just see what happens um i looked it up and the only thing i could find was bruiser brody's wife didn't know about his induction until like the day of and she was not invited to the um to the hall of fame ceremony she was it wasn't her it was it was a group so I remember it was such a thing. I remember that. I honestly, I think that's when they just like put people in just to put people in. Because, you know, yeah. they have like the actual WWE superstars and then they put in like a couple of one or two territory people. Yeah. Yeah. Territories that they bought. You know what I mean? Like yes. stuff they over, they'll start to induct them. But it was a group, and there was somebody who wasn't invited who was a part of the group, and they were not in part of invited to the to the ceremony. And I can't remember who it was. It wouldn't be in an article like that because the person wasn't massive, but the group. Damn. Well, who who was it? I can't think of them. But yeah. That's some shady shit. If I'm a part of the group, bitch, I want to be there. If y'all can bring Xbox retarded ass back to come get inducted, then I should have been I should have. I'd have been mad. Like, I'd have been cussing people out. Like, I damn near killed myself in this business and y'all don't invite the group I was a part of but didn't let me come up there and at least get my ring and ex- do an acceptance speech with my group members and, and then get the accolades that everybody else got. You got a damn abuser, a drug addict and everything else up here getting his shit, talking mad. Then afterwards, the motherfuckers on TV talking shit about your company and stuff. Just, 
Who, Lord? I'd have been going the fuck off. <laughs> like, fuck this family, fuck all y'all. <laughs> yeah. The, honestly, you know what? I think they low key would have done that to Billy Gunn if um, AEW was already up and running. I agree. I think he would he would have done that to Billy Gunn if they were not if they were if if they were about to be on TV he would have he wouldn't have invited Billy Gunn he would invite every everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It is very very true. All right, a couple more bullet points we're gonna fly through here real quick. Uh, uh, earlier this week, WWE 2K20 page was hacked. And we're not just talking about a simple little profile change. No, like, it was completely hacked, destroyed, everything. It was was really nasty. Um, They posted some very vulgar and uh, racial stuff that we we will not be sharing. But if you you are curious as to what it was written, um, our... Good old Instagram buddy, Dr. Wrestling. He has all the screenshots up, so you can head over there and take look for yourself. You're welcome for the free promotion, Doc. Love you. Um, page, the page has been gotten back to normal. 2K20 or 2K released a statement. Uh, we are aware that social media accounts across the 2K label, because a tip I think you said it, uh, 2K NBA got hacked too. Yeah, 2K but it wasn't nearly as crazy. No, the, the NBA account got hacked, but they caught that one in time. But the 2K, the general 2K company Facebook account got hacked. And theirs was really bad. Like, it had a lot of racial slurs on there. But it wasn't as, like, stupid and funny as the one for the WWE. Like, they changed the WWE one from the Becky Lynch and Roman shit to a page, a face of page with that happy ending from her um, video that was leaked. They had, um, they changed that to an AEW um, moniker. They put in the headline picture, they put um, Chris Benoit as a Hall of Fame inductee. They was doing the most over there. Um, (laughs) But for the 2K one, they were really racist. Like, I don't understand. It feels like it was two different people hacking the page. One was really super racist, and the other one was just, like, a combination of all the things you could be to be a shitty person, but also it was it was also kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. So. It was just funny because it took them so long to... Like, why did it take them so long to, like... Notice. Yeah, or to, like... It took them a while for them to, like... It started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It was 8. By the time I got wind of it, it was around 6, 7 o'clock. It did not start getting taken down until around 8, 9. So for 7 hours, that page was hacked, and so was 2K. Like, everything 2K had was hacked. Most of the accounts for 2K was hacked for Facebook. Right. And it was just, like, how didn't you know that your shit was taken over. It had a lot more activity than normal. <laughs> Just saying. And it's like, and you, and it's like, and those dumbass IT people couldn't figure out, like, you paying all those people all that money. Fact. I wonder how many people got fired. Oh, no. When shit like that happened, I always wonder how many people get fired. <laughs> Probably 
someone got fired. Um, like when there's like, what was it? Like that one, like that one episode of Raw when the all the re- graphics were upside down for like yeah. a certain amount of time. I was like, I wonder how many people got fired. I, I know at least one person had to sit down the intern in to fix that shit. That was fucked up. It was so bad. So, a uh, couple quick things also here. We have uh, we have several WWE wrestlers requesting their releases. They're not major any major players. It's basically people who are sitting in the back or WWE is not using them. They have been requesting their releases. The biggest one known is Sankara and Mike Bennett because I am not calling him his wife's last name, um, and they have been denied. I'm not. Sh- uh, there's been no reason given to why they have been denied their release. Um, but as always, the rumor was Vince was not going to let anybody go because he was afraid they would jump ship to AEW, a la John Moxley. But, um, but yeah, a lot of wrestlers are not happy, so they are re- uh, asking for their release. So that's gonna that's interesting. Um, so let's talk about this real quick. Miles Jordan. Now this dude has been making news for like the what the past couple weeks um lying out of his ass huh he's he's been making noise for a little less than a month okay a little less than a month um Mm -hmm. he has been lying he has been caught in said lies um Mm -hmm. backtracking he trips over his backtracking and lies again and he started Another, and this will be the last time we will ever speak of Miles Jordan on the show, sent out a tweet saying he quit the WWE, which only an hour or so later, it came out that he was secretly, hold on, hold on wait, that he said he was fired, excuse me, I got the stories mixed up, he said that he was fired by WWE, but then it came out several hours later that he quit. No. Or was it the other no. way around? It was another way around. He came okay. out with a video on Twitter. He went live and told everybody that he officially quit the WWE. He said that he doesn't want to be called Miles Jordan. That's his slave name. And uh, <laughs> and then people call him out saying, you're the one who picked the damn name to begin with. Well, they called him Uncle Tom, and he got mad and started going even harder. And there was a lot of cuss words in there. And then it came out later that he was actually quietly fired from WWE. So I guess he figured, I guess he figured since nobody said anything, he could come out and say he quit. Well, he technically, so I'm going to go off of um, Black Wrestling Alliance's story because from what he said, not only does the person that he knows is very close to ACH, but also quite a few people that he knows within the performance in the performance blah the performance center has confirmed this story and then how he was right. going about it. He's like, I'm not saying this for clout or I really he's like, I just want this out so people can know. So apparently it's been apparent that um, he has been dealing with some undisclosed mental issues, which I kind of really thought, especially when he had this last video about the slave name and stuff, 
I was like, I just hope, hopefully he gets, he has people around him who actually care about him. Because I was like, this is just beyond the thing with the t-shirt. I was like, I think he has like some very issues that he needs to work out. And that's what it is. So apparently he's been suffering from a very major undisclosed mental uh, mental disorder or whatever for the past X amount of time. So WWE has sent him home to Texas. Like, not even home in Florida. They sent him back home to where he's from in Texas to, like, get him, hopefully get help and get himself together. But he's not doing that right now. Obviously, he's still cutting up on Twitter. So, I think... He stopped um, tweeting and talking and everything. But yeah, I, I Black Black Wrestling Alliance sent sent that um, article to me. I read it, and I was like, okay, that it does make sense. Um, <clears throat> going, I feel bad for him, and I hope that he gets himself together going forward. Um, if he doesn't get help, I, I mean, it's really nothing much, nothing else you can do about it. If you believe in God, all you can do is pray, and then move forward because he has to get his help for himself in order for him to get better um <clears throat> but that those were the rumors that were out was that he got fired um and that WWE fired him and he just was like well I quit you know WWE sent him home after he had the match with Adam Cole he was sent he was supposed to be sent home then at least that's what I read in the article he, it wasn't, they didn't say why, they just were like, well, he didn't, He that's the reason why he hadn't been on TV, he was pulled from TV. Then they said it was an undisclosed reason, and then that's when I got, I got an article from Black Wrestling that he wrote, and I was like, okay, so that's why he had got pulled, but where did the whole, and like, it then, so he just kind of ran with the t-shirt and everything, and just was I mean he went from a t-shirt to he didn't like the way he was treated to um he's the greatest in the world and he just he deserves to be at the top of the division and then he went back to the t-shirt so he was just looping the stuff around it's sad is the best way to explain it um just if he is going through some mental stuff I really hope that somebody in his life cares enough to be like you need to get off social media give me your phone you need to get help and yeah. just, you're 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 ruining your career this isn't triple h this isn't vince this isn't anybody this is you're self-sabotaging your career dude um yeah that's how i feel like what kind of hopefully he has a like like a light bulb moment, like Big Cass, because back Big Cass technically is still MIA. Um, yeah, he's been quiet. Yeah, so he's obviously getting the the care that he needs, and I think he really needs to do that. I think he needs to just completely just drop off the grid, and people, and hopefully again, like like you said, the people around him care about him enough to have him get the help that he obviously needs. And hopefully when he's in a better, when he's in a clear state of mind, he can, like, talk about 
what was going on and stuff because again I think this obviously this had nothing to completely do with the t-shirt was it wrong yes that t-shirt was not okay it never should have got past the development stage no one should have okayed that that's completely completely understandable but again hopefully it works itself out here's hoping all right um see here uh one little small thing oh yeah cm punk came back woohoo all right um we'll be going to that. good for phil getting another check yeah, yeah. He, uh, mma wasn't giving it to him um so oh, shit, <laughs> so what we're going to talk about here is something we're all interested in Corey graves has his podcast now is it wwe or is it something that he completely does on the side himself no, it's a part he, of the WWE thing. It's their that's their launching pad for their podcast style network, and he's the first okay. one. Okay. They're gonna have. So I'm gonna explain a little bit about it. So I can't think of the company name. I'm so sorry, Emilio. So Emilio Sparks, if you guys know, he is the creator of Wrestle Rap. If anyone's not familiar with Wrestle Rap, Wrestle Rap is a podcast that has infuses hip-hop rap with pro wrestling um pretty pretty big within a community um based in new york um he also they're also the partners of wally mania so they're the main people who are who deal with the who help wally wally mania so they already so emilio and his um company already had a prior relationship with wwe so when they decided that they want to create a podcast avenue he they contacted emilio and his team to be the people who are in charge of it so yes, it is under WWE umbrella, but it's a sub company that's in charge of all of it. So basically, WWE's name is in it, but they're not doing anything with it. If that makes, I actually I didn't word that right. So basically, WWE's name is on it. It's like NXT, yeah, and podcast. They they're not directly involved. Like they're not producing no. it. They're not they're not the ones who structure it. They're not the ones who are putting it together. No, Corey is like his own creative director for his stuff, but WWE still has like the backing for it. Okay. So Corey has said some things that have really caught our attention. Um mostly about Big E and the Viking Raiders. Um he was saying that Big E should definitely have a singles title by now, and that I, from what I read, he believes that the Viking Raiders or War Raiders or whatever they're called um, have been wasted. If I'm correct. I agree 100%. <clears throat> I, I think Big E should have been had a singles title. It could be very plausible that he could still, he can do it just like Kofi did it, or they could split them up when Xavier returns and Big E could have a title run that way. It doesn't matter, but I do agree that he deserves to have a title run. Also think the War Raiders, the Viking Raiders are being wasted as champions as well. But given the fact that they've just won the titles, 
they're gonna have to give them time to to start the rivalry. They literally left Saudi and just dove right into, you know, Survivor Series. So I would say January is when Royal Rumble starts. They need to start building them up. They, I hate to say it, but time is time is what you you have to you have to give them time. For the most part, they gave them a build. They built they built them up. They let them squash people. They had very good squash matches. They had a small rivalry with the OC. Um, they alluded to having another one with the OC, um, but they haven't really gone. They haven't really gone there with them yet. They still have time. So yes, I agree with Corey that they've been wasted, but they have time to turn it around and fix it. Yeah. Um, I do agree with them. And then when he was elaborating, he was like, even he's like New Day does even have to um, break up because he said, obviously, oh, they have been very, very, very adamant about how they're they do not need to break up for someone to have a push. And he was he was very adamant on this thing. So I listened to the podcast. Very, very adamant. He was like, I literally have he's like, I could he's like, I will literally spearhead this. He's like, I'm not even kidding. He's like, I have so he's like, I have so many great ideas of how we this could go. Like he was just super, super gung ho about it. And he was like, and then he was saying he was like, a lot of people forget Big E was um, NXT champion. And people do forget that. People forget Big E was the Big E was the second. He he what he um, he won it from Seth. I did not know that at all. Really? I had yes. no clue. And also, this was like a time, like, Big E was a monster down here, and he even started this thing of the five count, where he would literally pin people, like, pin, um, pin people to a five count. Oh, it was that- super over, super over with the crowd, and that's the same thing with, um, with a Bo Dallas. People forget Bo Dallas was, um, an NXT champion. He was a really good heel um, NXT champion, too. So, um... Dude, what is on your paw? What's wrong with you? Um, that does not look good. Um, god damn it, this cat. Um, and then also, not only that, he was, is like, Big E, like, Big E won Intercontinental Champion. Big E won a... Um, Intercontinental Champion, like very early into his main roster career, he did. And then obviously he became a multi um, tag champion. But he was like, I will literally. He was like, I will literally spearhead this. He's like, I will literally get this all together. Like he was very gung ho. Like I will be in charge of this creatively. Hey, it's better than anything they've been doing now. I say let his ass do it. Yeah, let him. I'm just like, if he has ideas, do? like. Let him do it, but um, also he's talked to, he interviewed with Roman, he had interviews with Roman Reigns and with um, Finn Balor, and then Roman's was pretty good, it was just basically going over, like, you know, him being locker room leader, and how's he, you know, stay, you know, it was a very Roman interview, just at, you know, just nothing, like, nothing (laughs) super new that we learned. Um, The only thing that was a little bit new, he was like, has he talked to um, Seth about obviously the the negative crowd reactions he's getting 
and he was just telling him that he was told staff because obviously they don't get to see each other as much. He's like, you just got to keep performing well and just write it through. He's like, this is all. He's like, this is all you can do. And he's like, that's the advice Cena gave him. You just got to keep performing your ass off, keep showing up, keep putting in work, and that's all you got to do. Um, obviously Finn talked a little bit more about how he was just kind of like burnt out in a sense, that he felt like everything was just, like, running in together, and he had no sense of, like, the space of how he was, like, doing things, and this is, like, he felt like he was at, I don't know, like, say he felt like he was, like, at China, like, two, like, two months ago, when he was literally there, like, a week ago. Like, and that also he felt like he wasn't being able, he said to he felt like he was too much into saying yes and to instead of like rebuttaling and going be like, hey, why don't I do this instead? Or why don't we do this instead? Because he felt like he was like trying too much to just be like, OK, like it's, this is fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. When he's like when there should have been times he could he should have been like put a should have put more creative input than what he did. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he said that he he just needed like a break to like recenter himself and to like to get back to get like get his creativity back and stuff and also he met a thing because Corey was like you know congratulations on getting married he's like I'm sorry I didn't like you know tell you that in person he's like well I didn't know until like I saw it on Instagram and then Finn was like well a lot of people didn't know he's like my parents didn't know until I called that I was gonna get married that day until like I called them that morning oh shit because when I saw those pictures, I feel like that they just, like, went and got eloped. That's what it seemed like. And that's what they did. So I'm not really surprised by that. But I thought that was, like, a tidbit people kind of bypassed on. But, I mean, his podcast is good. It is. Lord knows. I, I never thought I'd be putting over Corey Graves, but here we are. <laughs> Real talk. So unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. Please make sure that you guys follow us on social media and make sure you look up every time we post for Down for the Count. I know we don't have a schedule, but I promise you after January, which is next year, our schedule will be set. We will stick to that schedule. We have been all over the place, but I promise you by January, we will have ourselves straightened out. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time.